podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, it's Davo from the Non-League Treatment Room Podcast. Uh, we just want to give you a quick message about one of our sponsors, Kitstop. Kitstop offer a wide range of kit for all types of sport, which can be printed and embroidered in-house. Top quality and deal with most of the leading brands. Check out their website, kitstop.co.uk, or check out the link below. Cheers, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Non-League Treatment Room with me, Cookie, and we are back for our final episode of Season 1, Episode 10. And as always, I'm joined by Davo. How are you, mate? Very good. Um, can't believe how quick this has gone. I know. 10 episodes in, um, and it's wrapping up Season 1. Mm. We've got a good one to end it. We have got a good one to end it, and I'm looking forward to this one because he's played for a team that I support as well, <laughs> the Mighty Sky Blues. <laughs> so I should have worn my cop top again. Yeah, you should have. I want the devs one. You should have. Um, basically, I'll just got a bit of admin to always start off with. Um, just make sure you're following the socials. But what's going to happen is episode 10 will come out. Then we're going to have a, a week's break because I'm going on my holly bobs. Nice. And then um, we're going to do like a season one review. So we're going to have potentially two guests in. Mm-hmm. Ex-guests. Yeah. yeah that featured, that are, yeah. Yeah, that featured. They're going to come back and we're going to talk about season one and all the stories and favorite ones. So if you have been listening and have been a supporter, just drop us a message or comment on any of the social medias and just say, what was your favorite story? What was your favorite episode? Because what we'll do is we'll mention a few of those and we'll talk about those and we'll give you a little mention. So that's what we're going to do. So admin all done. Superb, mate. Right, let's Smooth get as in, always. Let's get into this one. So in the treatment room today, we have someone who's played... 359 games in the Football League, scoring 96 goals, also playing and managing in the non-league, where he guided Wrexham to two Wembley finals and being a winner of the FA Trophy in 2013. We get to hear his stories of football, his stories in football and his journey. So please welcome Andy Morrell. How are you, Andy? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, yeah, no. honestly, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Um, when I mess, when well, it's actually your next guest, Cam Belford. Yeah, he, he said, "Oh, get 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 morale, get Andy Morale on here. It'd be class." So jumped into the DMs and <laughs> what more you are just talking about yourself, isn't it? That's yeah. what you do. That's do you know what I mean? Cam, yeah. I played with Cam at Cov, and uh, and then I moved to Berry after a fair few years, and he was there as well. So uh, we keep in contact. We keep. Text us every now and again. He's still playing and he's still flying. Oh, the flying yeah. pig. He's doing well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's over 500. He's on 505 games or something like that. Yeah. Five, over 500 Man, appearances. Is that nice? He's, he's done well for a five foot keeper, hasn't he? He has. <laughs> right, the new Ollie Monk. We called him. We made him that name. Yeah. Um, but how are you anyway? To start off with? Good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, enjoying enjoying life at the minute. It's. Yeah. Uh, I've got my own coaching business and stuff, so it's. Uh, puts a roof above your head and it's out That's on the it. grass and teaching kids how to play the game it's there's nothing better yeah perfect yeah definitely we're all, we're all for the academies as behind it yeah you know as you are Dave involved yep. in the under 18 which is which is lovely brilliant stuff um so we always start with what does football mean to you oh blimey that's a bit deep isn't it mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that um no football has been Part of my life from since I was a, a kid, you know, um, really young as well. And I just, I just love playing. Still do. I don't play enough, but um, it was just one of those 
places where I felt at home, just out with a ball, with your mates, mm-hmm. kicking about, you know, just trying to trying to get that one moment that you'll remember for the rest. And I, I, I talk about it to, to players and people that, you know, everybody's got a moment that they've played in football that was just a worldie. It just happened. It was their time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That, and it might have been on a park. It might have been somewhere else. It might have been in front of 50,000. But that moment, I think everybody just strives for it. And that's what why everybody plays it. That's why everybody loves it. And that's how I felt about it. Just just thoroughly enjoy the game, watching, playing, whatever it may be, coaching. Uh, I just think it's a beautiful game. Yeah, it's lovely, great start. Hard to get out of, isn't it? It is. It's one of them things that, that you can't. It's. You, you, I mean, I can completely back up everything that you say. It's the coaching. I was never going to make it as a player, so I became a coach, and it's still that involvement, being around people, trying to teach them everything that you know. So fair play to you, Andy. That's but uh, my question to you is, mate, I'm going to take you back a little bit if we can. Where did it all start for you, if you can remember? Loving it. Well, I, I remember not being allowed to play for a certain team locally when I was a kid. Mum mm. and dad wouldn't, wouldn't let me play for a, a certain team where all my mates were playing for. And then I was just peck, I was pecking them like mm. to let me do it. And, and that's where it started, really. They, they let me go and play for them. And then I just absolutely loved it. Then 14, 15, 16, going through. And then it, it didn't get serious at all because I was never in an academy. I was never anywhere near that. I was just playing for fun all the time. And so I just played, ended up going to university and all that. And then it sort of got, yeah, I suppose a bit more serious as I as I went past university and started working, I suppose. Got very serious. Very <laughs> serious. Yeah, very did. serious, yeah. You did. <laughs> so I've, I have got down here that you you went to university like up north, didn't you, to do sports science? Yeah, that sounds better than it was. It was sports uh, studies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was Newcastle Poly, but okay. it was Northumbria University, yeah. So how did getting into Newcastle Blue Stars happen then? So I played, when I was playing, when I was up there, I started playing with a lad for Jarrah Roofing, which was another football team up there. And I was getting paid twenty five quid. I was at I was in, I played for Nuneaton Youth Nuneaton Borough Youth Team. Okay. Um, okay. When I was sort of between sixteen and eighteen, and then I was flirting around the first team like pre season, but then I went to university, etc. Um, and so I, I, I just a mate said, I'm going to go and play for this team up here while we're at university. I, I just fancy coming along, so I went with him, and I was sub and pl- not playing. Ended up leaving there and going to. Gosforth Bohemians, these games are class, aren't they? Like, yeah, they are. <laughs> the teams that you reel off. Um, and then I played for Gosforth for a, a season and then the manager moved to Newcastle Blue Star, who, which was, they were called RTM Newcastle because the Blue Star had gone into admin or whatever. Oh, okay, right. So it was RTM Newcastle, which is Road Traffic Maintenance Newcastle. Go okay. figure, I don't know why. <laughs> but they played at a, a brilliant ground called the Wheat Sheaf just out by the airport. And I went and played for him for a year and then I was travelling up and down from Leeds because I got a job in Leeds okay. so I was travelling just I didn't train with them I just played games for them and then uh, it was when I worked in the gym is when I met a guy called Rob McCaffrey off Sky Sports that it all sort of started kicking off Yeah. so what sort of step were Newcastle Blue Star if they were Northern League then so Towlaw Morpeth Billingham's right. Sylthonias all that type of team Um. It was decent standard, semi-professional, paid players, you know, good money as well up in the northeast because yep. um, they love their football up there. They do, and um, yeah, I, I scored a, a fair few goals in the in the league for him. 
And then at the end of that season, I was like, I just can't do the traveling anymore. Mm. And so I started to play for, I'm going to get it wrong, something like Gosport or somebody like that. Yeah. Like Edge of Leeds. Yeah. I only played a couple of games um, and I got an opportunity to go in in at Wrexham off the back of meeting Rob in a, over a club sandwich. Yeah. So that's a <laughs> great sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we have, moving on to Wrexham, you had two stints as a player at Wrexham and then obviously as a manager as well. But firstly, how did that move happen? So you mentioned Rob McCaffrey. How, talk to us how that happened and what... Yeah, how, so it was, it was literally this over a club sandwich. I knew Rob McCaffrey was on Sky Sports News or whatever he did. He did, he did the interviews, player interviews and stuff at the time. And I just got talking over a sandwich and he was like, well, do you not want to play professionally? I'm like, of course I do, but I'm, I'm 21. It's gone. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm, I'm going to have a career. And he's like, well, leave it with me, sort of thing. Write down on a little sheet of paper, write down how many goals you scored, who you played for last year, where you've been before. He said, just leave it with me. I'm, he was writing Joey Jones's autobiography, Liverpool legend, Wrexham legend. Yeah. And he was, a, a, he was just an, a coach. At, he was a coach, first team coach at Wrexham. And so he rang me up that weekend and said, listen, I think Joey will have you in for a week with the, with the reserves or the, f the first team, if you fancy a week. So I took a week off work. I thought, sod it, let's go for it. And mm. um, I went down for a week. Brian Flynn was the manager. Uh, he was sat like this over the... I went in, shit myself, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As you would, because yeah. I'd never played or anything like that as a decent level. And he just said, listen, I don't know anything about you. I've seen you score a few goals. Train with the first team this morning. If you're not good enough, I'll tell you at lunchtime and we don't want to waste each other's time. Yeah. If you're okay, there's a game Wednesday in the reserves if you want to play. Okay. And so I was like, right. So give it everything in the morning. Train with the youth team in the afternoon. Train with the youth team on the Tuesday because the first team had a game. Went to watch the first team game and I was like, this is, this is the bollocks. Yeah. This is, yeah, I yeah. want to be involved in this. And I saw that I, I was miles away from the first team, but I wasn't miles away in my head. I, I, I sort of felt that this is doable, this. So I played on the Wednesday, did okay. And then I went back to my job. And for the rest of that season, there was probably about eight games left. Um, I played in the reserves. Joey rang me and said, well, can you play Monday? Can you play Wednesday? And just come and play games and, and get over that. So that's what I did for the sort of the rest of the season. What sort of level were they? What what level were Wrexham? Wrexham were League One. So that's a massive... That's, see, they, they, I love this sort of stuff because... <laughs> This is proper old school. This is not like... And he's not gone through a scholarship. He's not gone no. uh, through an academy. This is... And I, got, I literally got tingles as you said it. Write down who you've played for on a piece of paper. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> yeah. It's old. It, I love it, that. 100% old school and bloody lucky. Bloody mm. lucky because he, they could have said no. And that's me never playing. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's yeah. never me playing. So that door just opened just off the back of me sort of pushing a meet... Not a meeting, but I seen him with a club sandwich so I thought... I'll, Go and have a chat, and yeah. you never know. Mm. And it just, yeah, sliding doors moments. You talk about that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so wow. bloody lucky. But I suppose we, if once you got a foot in the door, you got to make it, make it count. Yeah. Definitely. So I was really lucky because Joey loved me. Like he, he, I, I wasn't technically great, and I wasn't that skillful. But what I had in my locker was hard work, and and that's mm. what I based everything on. And he was exactly the same. And so he just adored it and loved it and that's why he came back for me to go and play for the reserves because he knew what he was going to get and it was a great opportunity for me to go and play some games 100% mm. and it ended up going really well scored a few goals for the reserves which obviously gives you confidence yeah. and then in the summer um, 
I sort of spoke to Flinny and said, can I come for a month? Mm. I'll take a month off work and I'll come for a month in pre-season and have a look at me. And he was like, that'd be great. We'd love to have a look, a proper look at you, which was great. Do you know what I mean? And again, that they don't have to say yes. Mm. So they obviously thought something was was there. Mm. <laughs> Went back for my month, broke my cheekbone in the second day, oh, back to work for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Faces healed, back for another month. Did all right in the month. And then literally, this was again another bit of a moment where me and Fl- Flinny were sat there and I said, what happens now? Because mm. I've had my month, I've done all right, I've scored some goals, I feel like a low, I'm, my, my development is like this because mm. I've got so many better players around me. I feel like I'm learning every day. And he's like, well, you can carry on playing for the reserves like you have done. And I'm like, I've done that. Mm. I said, can I stay for another month? Because they didn't pay me, but they just they put me up. So yeah. they did. They looked after me, but they they didn't pay me. And I said, well, can I come for another month? Can I stay? Mm. And he's like, of course you can, but you've obviously got your job. And I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll quit that to give this a go. Wow. If I've got that bet, I'll... Because I was, I, was, I was working in a gym. I was a team leader in a gym. It wasn't like... <laughs> I was, no. I was, it was going miles. But that's where I sort of saw myself going in with, with career-wise. So I said, I'll leave that. And if you can give me another month. And they went... Absolutely. So I came back, quit my job, came back, and within two weeks of that month, he'd given me a six-month contract till the end of the season. Right. I think he wanted me to make the decision rather than yeah. him make it for me, if you like. Mm. So it's fair that you're quite a late bloomer in the football world, then, really. In that terms was twenty. Of, I was probably twenty-two then. Twenty-two. 20, like it doesn't happen, doesn't it? Ian Wright and yeah, yeah. a couple, but yeah, um, does, yeah. Yeah, one again. But I felt mentally I was in a better place than I would have been when I was 16. Yeah, yeah Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'd yeah, worked definitely. for a couple of years. So even though football terms, I was probably a, a first-year pro. I was three years older than a first-year pro. Mm. So I felt that I could take on information quicker than them. Mm, I yeah. was desperate to be there. They were like, I yeah. could go and earn what I'm earning at a, you know, being a security guard. I'm like, Mm. What are you saying? Why are you? Yeah. Don't say that. You've got an unbelievable opportunity. Do you know what I mean? I love this. I do already. I could, <laughs> honestly, this is unbelievable. I just can't get over how big that jump is. Yeah. Like you're playing Northern Prem mm-hmm. and then it just jumps to League One. That's. Well, I, I was. Yeah. To say that I was League One, I wasn't. Mm. I was the reserves of a League One team. Mm. I was nowhere near the first team. I was nowhere near good enough to be in the first team. But they saw me. Probably it probably wouldn't happen now mm. that maybe I was a project and yeah, I might I might take yeah. a year year and a half to to get me up to speed but they saw mm. something there I was scoring goals and I and Joey just kept saying if you can score goals you can score goals at any level don't yeah. worry about that yeah. you just need to make sure that you're up here you're you're right that you can do it absolutely and that belief. so so then you've got this contract now at, at Wrexham and now I take it at this point you were with the first team yeah I was I was sort of split between them. So yeah. if I if I wasn't training with the first team, I'd train with the youth team, and if I was training with the first team, I'd probably train with the youth team as well. I was mm. sort of in between, mm. but I was getting every experience, and my fitness was because I was full time. Yeah, it was going like that. So okay, so just when, getting better and better. When would you say that you were fully involved in the first team, and you were playing games consistently at Wrexham? So I went there in 90, 97. It was Bitty till ninety nine. Signed my first contract ninety nine. Probably not till the end of 2000, start of 2002. Mm. So it took me two and a bit years. Mm. I was in and out of the team. I was with the first team. I was on the bench, but never was I really a regular. And then, again, fortune 
we got relegated from League One. Okay. Had a change of manager okay. in November. We He couldn't keep us up. Went from Brian Flynn to Dennis Smith. Couldn't keep us up. Striker leaves because he wants to stay in League One. Of course, yeah. Me, Truns, um, Hector Salmon and a guy called Lee Jones were the four strikers. Yeah. And that drop sort of enabled me to be up on the higher up on the pecking order Absolutely. to playing and starting and yeah I scored a few in pre-season he named me he gave me number 11 Dennis yeah. which meant I was in the first 11 yeah, yeah. Which, well that is in my head I was in yeah, the first yeah. 11 that yeah. was massive to me yeah I wasn't number 13 or no, 14 yeah. or whatever and then he started me in the first game again a massive bonus plus mm. am I good enough can I do it regular mm. I scored from a yard off my studs yeah 1-1, one, one, and that was me. I was off. Yeah, Confidence was up, and I went on and had a ridiculous season. Like, it just was a joke. Am I right in saying then, because I sat, I spoke to you before the podcast, and I said I sat and watched videos earlier. A lot of your goals, or not a lot of them, but a few of them I seen, it was like Truns was the number nine. You were sort of like coming off the left. So did you play as a centre-forward with Lee Trundle or were yeah. you ever like sort of wide and coming in? Well, he, he, he plonked himself in the middle right. and I ran round him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, really, yeah. Um, no, we were a two. We played three five two. Oh, OK. Uh, we had, I had Carlos Edwards who ended up playing in the Prem. One yeah. side, I had Paul Edwards who ended up playing in the League One regularly. There were two flying wingers, um, Sean Holmes. They were just brilliant. Mm. And I had Darren Ferguson who was a genius on a ball yeah, yeah. and I had two hardworking midfielders that, that got the ball to us and I had Truns who was the, probably the best striker in the league and probably one of my best strike partners I've had mm. and it, we just worked really well he was he wanted the ball to feet and play and link play and mm. I was the runner so I was just running channels and it just worked we he scored. assisted a lot of your goals didn't yeah you? both of them assisted yeah. tons of them and we scored over 50 goals between us mm. I think I got 34 league goals which was the most in any league in that year mm. by anybody. So I'm like, do you yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah. the yeah. that really? What's <laughs> that all about? Do you know what I, mean? yeah. I was saying it to you when I heard it. He's literally, I said, I don't know what foot he is because there's some of the, I don't know, it's easy for me to say because I've sat and I've watched a goal compilation. Mm. There's no bad moments on there. That's it's right. Just your, it's just your no goals. No, my misses. There's no, plenty of them. <laughs> it's, just, it's your goals. But I said, I can't work out what foot he is because there was. There was, I can't remember who it was against, but there was a lovely left-footed volley. Um, I I should You told me to write it down. I, I should have written it down. That was uh, for Cov, that left-foot volley. There was, was it? A, there was a Cov volley, yeah. And then there was, there was a, a few, yeah. 90% of them first-time finish. Yeah. None going past anybody. Mm. Never went past anybody. Mm. Very rarely did I do that. Mm. Everything was about me being and taking pride in being the first of the ball when it came in the box. That was mm. it. Stepping into a club like Wrexham. So, obviously, everyone knows the Wrexham story now. Was it similar? To, can't be similar to how it is now. But what was it like back then compared to how it is now? Is chalk and cheese? Is it really? Yeah, Flynny, Brian Flynn um, did a ridiculously good job there with very minimal, minimal finances, I suppose, because yeah. yeah. he he wanted the best academy out of that outside of the Premier League. He wanted um, the best training ground outside, the, and he put loads of money and got trust together sponsors together to buy training grounds and and he had a year where nobody got relegated out of league two when he had um and so he got rid of everybody and just stuck in the kids because he knew he couldn't get relegated and the kids after they had a really good bunch of 
of kids, by the way, because mm. the academy was working. Yeah. And that year, just they grew. And then the next year, they got promoted because mm. the kids had that experience and they were good, good players and end up, you know, Brian Hughes goes to Birmingham. There's a lot of players that ended up going other places. So a lot of what Wrexham was and is still now has mm. a lot to do with the way Brian Flynn structured it and, and his contact. He had, you know, he had Fergie on speed dial. He had, you know, all these, these people because it was so important to to do that for such a small club. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's unbelievable. So at the end of 2003 season, you leave Wrexham and go to Coventry, don't you? Talk about how that comes about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. How I found something out about that two weeks ago. But um, yeah, uh, I I signed a one-year deal when we got relegated. I wanted a two-year for security. Mm-hmm. Um they said, no, I can't, we can't do that. We can't stretch that. I wasn't on any very much money at all because of where I'd come from. And so I said, okay, but if I'm doing all right, then, and he's like, oh, we'll, we'll be banging on your door. Do you know what I mean? To get you to sign a new one. So I was like, right, okay. So I'm on 17, 18 goals by Christmas and I'm thinking, right. And nothing really happens. And I'm like, I'm 27, 28 by then. Right. If, I, if ever I'm going to go and play as high as I can then this is probably a unique moment I'm not mm. going to get this again as long as I can stay injury free and so nothing really happened I kept scoring kept scoring nothing really happened and yeah with about you know three or four weeks to go to the season they're like oh what what are you thinking and I'm like Dennis was very very good with me to be fair he said you know you, you probably need to go don't you because and mm. I'm like I've got to go if I can get a chance to go yeah I've got to to, to try it at higher division. And he said, you thoroughly deserve to go as well, but keep me posted, what happening? I didn't really have anything that was on the table, ready to go, even though I'd scored so many goals. Um, but then, yeah, Gary McAllister rings. Yeah, what a god. <laughs> and you're like, Cov. Name dropping there. Okay. Cov, yeah. <laughs> back where I'm from, around, yeah. grew up around here. Massive club, just yeah. out of the Prem two years. What league were they in at the time, Andy, when they contacted you? So they were championship. They dropped out of the Prem two years before. Massive debts, though. Yeah. And so they wanted, Gary McCarthy wanted to just flip it on its head. He wanted to get rid of all the, the Deadwood, the big earners. Mm. And he wanted to get a youthful, hungry team together of younger mm. players, but desperate to do well. Taking somebody from League Two into the champ. Is yeah. desperate to do well. Yeah, yeah. They took a couple of kids, one from Arsenal, one from Celtic, because desperate to do well for a big yeah. club, and and that's the way he went, and it did all right. I just I just couldn't I couldn't turn it down. I was mm-hmm. going to earn more money, and everything just sort of fitted to absolutely. So I just couldn't. I just had to say yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so one one thing that we like to talk about on this podcast is like changing rooms and and the sort of people that you surround yourself with. So obviously you've come in from a League Two club. You've gone into the pre- uh, into the Championship. Sorry, surrounding yourself with, you know, better players. I think we can say. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the changing room like? What was it? Well, it was difficult. It really difficult because you had six players that had been bombed and were training with the kids. Right. Okay. They want to leave, but they don't want to leave because they're getting paid well. Then there's the new boys who are dead dead excited. And yeah. then there's the old boys that are staying who are quite happy. So they're mingling all right together. You're going away. Mm. But then there's this bunch over here that are... And so it's it was a bit fractious. It was difficult. 
but I didn't, didn't care. Mm. I didn't care because it, I'm playing. I'd get me in this team. Do mm. you know what I mean? And um, and I was desperate to do well and, and score goals. And I was told that if you you know put yourself in the same positions, you'll you'll do well and score. And mm. Steve Staunton, yep. Richard Shaw, yep. you know these characters that. I've been watching for decades in the Prem, mm. ripping it up, and they're sat there. I did a rondo. Ravinelli was on trial. I'm, what's what? going on here? What, do you know what I mean? It was mental. You know, Gary McAllister's in your in your rondo, and I'm like these seasoned internationals. They were quality. I'm, mm. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, mm. I'm in the wrong place here. Did it did it push you to like? Step up to that level, though, and go... Yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. Um, I wish, looking back, I'd had maybe somebody to to talk to at that time with a bit of the belief and the mentality because I started off like a house on fire and then I came out the team and the doubt started to drop in your brain and you're like, am I good enough for this level now? Mm. And I just needed somebody to be... Of course you are. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Keep, do you know what I mean? Never really had that. Okay. Um but I did all right. I was I played a fair few games. I scored a fair few goals. I just that full belief of being able to play at that level. You mm. know, some people just have it of just like they are the best player and they're mm. going to be the best player. What what what's can you try and explain it to me though, Andy? What what what's it like? The difference between going from League Two to then the Championship. What's different when you're playing and things? It's like just faster. That? Is it faster? The ball's moving quicker. Yeah. You know, you you go closing down in League Two. They have a touch. They have another touch. You might get there. Mm. You go. It's gone. Mm. And yeah. Hang on. Where's where's it gone? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they they're just players are quicker, players are more athletic. Mm. But it's just I felt that the touch and the pass just it was just crisper. You know what I mean? Everything mm. was just crisper. Yeah. And so you have to raise your game. You have to go up. I think I went up another level from where I was. Yeah. And I think I coped all right. I just yeah. I, I didn't fully get a I suppose a a good run playing centre-forward. Mm. I played up front and then we had a change of manager. We had Gary McAllister. I had uh, Eric Black oh, took yeah. us for a yeah. few games. Yeah. He was a brilliant, brilliant coach. Then we had uh, Peter Reid come yeah. in. Then we had Adrian Heath for a bit. Mm. And then we had uh, Mickey, Mickey Adams. And yeah. so I've had five managers in the space of 18 months, two years. Yeah. And I'm like, you, I played up front. And then Peter Reid went to a three, so I played out wide. And then Mickey Adams comes in, changed it to a four, so I played right midfield. Mm. And I just the further I got from goal, I thrived on goals, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my movement, in, and even though I'd work hard for the team and I'd do well for the mm. team because I'd be running, I never thought I'd felt I was contributing how I could contribute. But mm. when you've got Stern, John, Gary McSheffrey, yeah. playing up front, Sufo, you're like, Dini had a bowler. You're like... Yeah. Can I can I play up there, please? Yeah. You know what I mean. And these guys are just are doing well. So was it common that people played two centre forwards in that era, though, Andy? So like, obviously, if you look a little bit later on in life, that's right. It was like it was four four two. Defos yeah, it was four four two. And you know, you you big and little man. That's and right. Like that. Yeah. It, so it, me and Dealey, we play quite well together as a yeah. pair because it's a similar as me and Truns, mm. um, Gary McAllister, D. Uh, Gary McSheffrey, Dealey, yeah. that type. Sufo was a big character. Stern John came in the team. He was one that stayed and yeah, everybody yeah. else went around yeah. him. Mm. So it definitely was more 4 4 2. Then this 4 3 3 started to take effect with yeah. your flying wingers and stuff. Uh, 
so we were sort of ahead of the curve we, at, at Wrexham playing three five two. It was really odd and really yeah. really strange. But yeah. we've it's gone twenty years down the line. And everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. What was um what was Gary McAllister like? Fantastic. Yeah, a beautiful human being, just mm. gr- well groomed, had suits. The car yeah. is just top top level professional footballer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're looking at him going, I just want to be like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then he had um, he had issues with his wife, didn't he? That met, he had to pull away from managing Cov, which meant Eric Back had taken over. Um, and then we moved from Highfield Road into the Rico. But he was he was brilliant. Um, I remember him playing in, in a preseason game against Oxford. There's always a a cup that they play for in preseason, yeah. And we got we won on pens. Anyway, he played and he was we played sitting of a, a three centre halves. He played the lock back one, and he was just zinging it mm. everywhere to the wingers. And what a player! Like he was quality. He was like, and that was top top. Yeah, draw. yeah. I remember he, him coming in after and he was start bollock naked bollocking us because we got drew <laughs> and i'm like i don't know how to take this like i'm not sure i've said it on previous podcasts my first ever live game that i ever went to was coventry versus derby at highfield road right. and he scored one of the best goals i have ever seen in my life <laughs> I, I, you might have been i'm not sure if you were in the squad or not and the apologies but it, it looked at that time because i was only about 10 or 11 and it, it looked 45 yards out and he's absolutely spanked it straight into the top bin. <laughs> and he's, um, yeah. I can imagine that he was unbelievable proper, proper to be around player, every day. Player. Never gave the thing away. You know, even he was older, player manager, mm. just so comfortable, so easy to him. Great guy, yeah. great guy. Was there any jokers in the changing rooms? Any pranksters going on? There was a few. There was a few. <laughs> it was a little bit different, the changing room there, to the changing rooms that I'd had. Yeah, yeah. Previously, mm. um, a lot more professional. The whole setup was more professional than I had at, yeah, at yeah. Wrexham, even though the training ground and everything were very similar. Mm. It was, yeah, a lot more professional. Lot. Um, so yeah, and pranks wise, I wouldn't say there was, there was giddiness and yeah. stupidity. Yeah. The kids, you know, we are literally little kids when yeah. we're training because I get to play football every day. Yeah, yeah, I get paid yeah. to do that. Mm. That is a kid, really. Mm. Um, so there's always mischief going on, but I wouldn't say there were over the top with that there was mm. it was a bit more sensible <laughs> that I can remember anyway w- would you say that the training back then and like the time structure and how many times you trained a week is different to now would you say yeah really yeah because you were in the season you were in and you were gone pretty mm. much pre-season was hard obviously same things as you do now but now you if you've not got a midweek game you're doing a, a group strength training aren't you on an afternoon yeah. on a Tuesday and a Thursday you know mm. uppers on a Thursday or whatever so there's, there, I think there is double sessions sometimes do individual stuff down on afternoons now mm. and I look back and I think oh God, I could have learned so much more really? if I'd had that but that was just the times do you yeah. know what I mean and it was the that was the mentality of the players was you went in you trained you went home that was it mm. right. I did a little bit extra I went in the gym on my own a few of the players did that. I did mm. stuff in the mornings before we started training. Just maintenance stuff, really, yeah. not a lot. That would be group stuff now. You know, yeah, everybody yeah, everybody yeah, would do right, it. Yeah. Everybody would have their own program now. So yeah. it has certainly changed. Mm. But, um, yeah, certainly, certainly for the better as well. Yeah. Mm. So you, you do end up leaving Coventry, though. How come? What was the decision there? Because you went and joined Blackpool. I did, yeah. Um, I had a I had a contract, a year contract, Um and I had a really good pre-season, Mickey Adams. I had a really f- 
because he was mad with his running. It was hard, really, really hard preseason. And so I thought, right, I've got to get into some sort of shape to stay in this. Mm. And so I had a good off season, went in fit, felt good. We went out to the States. I think we did. I scored a few goals out there and everything. And we came back and um, he basically said to me, you might not play as much as you want to. So if you wanted to leave, you can. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to throw it down your throat, mate. I'm going to be playing in your team. I'll get back in the team. I'll just buy my time a little bit. And then I wasn't in the squad for the first game, wasn't in the squad on the Tuesday and wasn't in the squad on the Saturday. And I'm like, he's telling me something here. Mm. So I went to see him on the Monday and said, what's happening? Do you know what I mean? And he Mm. went, well, I told you you might not play. You might just have to wait. But he said, Blackpool have been on the phone this morning if you're interested. Mm. I'm like, that's miles away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah. yeah. And I'd just had my first child in March. So I've got like a three, four month old. And so I thought, right, well, if the one thing I've always said is that I want to play games. I don't want to sit on a bench. I don't want to just take my money. I want to be able to say when I'm my age now that I've played 500 league games or 500 games and so I didn't want to sit around. So I thought, right, well, I'll go and speak to them anyway. I've got nothing to lose. So I went up. It's just when uh, Bellicon had taken over as a chairman or put money in the Latvian guy. Okay. Uh, Simon Grayson was the manager. Yeah. Got yeah, on yeah. like a house on fire with Simon. He showed me around. He didn't show me the training ground because that was a shambles. Really? But yeah, <laughs> he said, I didn't show you because you know what it's like. Because yeah. <laughs> it was just a porter cabin. It's it? not much different to what, what we're sat in now. Really? I yeah, swear yeah. down. Um but I got on like a house of fire. They said they'd take over the contract with, an, with another year. Um, so I wouldn't be losing out money-wise. And I just thought I got a good feeling. They had signed some good players and they were looking to get out of League One. And mm. so I thought, so I just literally I drove home and I went to my wife, I'm going to sign for Blackpool. Should be a job. Really? Literally, it's like that. So that was a Thursday. I went to see him and on the, I, was, I was there on the Sunday night in the hotel. And it, that's how f- mad football is. Yeah. Like, is that what yeah. you did, Andy? Did you commute? Did you stay? No, or? I went up. They put me up in the Hilton on, on the front um, and I stayed in there for probably three or four months. Okay. Maybe not that three months. Mm. Uh, as we look, while we look to get a house and my missus was packing boxes with a four-month-old. Wow, yeah. See, what, these are the things that I don't think are spoke about enough in football. They're, they're, it's, they're not spoke about and they're not understood. No. Because... It was hard. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see my little one, and I'm sat in a hotel twiddling my thumbs like that. I'm eating food. There's four of us in the hotel. Do Mm. you know what I mean? And I'm one day. I'm no problem. I'm 30 minutes away from training. Yeah, everything's hunky dory. I've got a lovely house. Mm. My kids happy near my parents. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the weekend, I'm (laughs) 150 mile away in a hotel, and that's six months. That's or six weeks. That is of staying in a hotel on your own. It's not like, and you're traveling up and down, see your family, they're coming up for a game and going down and you, it's carnage. It is. It's, it's so, it's difficult and players don't get enough, you know, even these days, it's moving families abroad, isn't it? And everything. I mean. And yeah. they're expected just to go, boom, football's great, bang. You're, and it. you're off and running and yeah. you're the best footballer ever. And it's like, well, that's not quite that easy. Mm. Family don't settle, you don't settle, you don't get it. it you only hear about it now and again, don't you? Where you, yeah. you'll, you'll hear it on podcasts or you'll hear it on a, an interview where a player's gone to a club 
and they've not got on quite well there. Yeah, that's right. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, he's just playing shit, or he's, he's not that's good right. enough. That's right. But really, it could be them little things like... Yeah, his family's... Kid, kids are not enjoying it in the school over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, kids aren't even there. Yeah. yeah. It, kids it, have stayed in a different country, and mm. he's flying backwards and forwards to see his kids yeah. on your FaceTiming them. It's just... Mm. It's I, difficult, yeah. I can imagine, as much as it must be unbelievable being yes. a professional footballer... That's it. Little things like that, I think, can really eat away at you. Mm-hmm. And really get you. I, I really do think did, that. Did that? Did it affect your, fo- your your time on the pitch though? That sort of stuff. Or did yeah, you well, I went to Blackpool. They'd they'd played three, lost three, not scored a goal, and right. so I went. And there was talk of another couple of lads coming in, um, and I played the first game. We won five three away at Bristol. I didn't score. Had a couple of chances. Didn't score. Uh, then played the next couple, but we would we didn't win. Lost, lost, drew. So we were, we were up to went up to about eleven games where we'd only won one game and we were bottom of the league I think, uh, and I'm sat in the hotel. I come out the team, I'm on the bench. We'd just sold our house, we're just moving it or set to move in a month's time up here, and I'm like, done mm. the wrong thing, done the wrong thing. Do you know what mm. I mean? I'm not playing. I was in a championship team and I was around it. I could have just done the same and we could have been happy just to stay in the house. Mm. I've moved 150 miles away. We're moving house. It's carnage of that. And I'm not playing up here now. I'm mm. like, God. And then it just sort of flipped. I, I was sub. I went to see him, manager, and I said, listen, I want, I want to play. And he's like, just keep at it because you'll get an opportunity. I came on against Oldham and I scored. I started the next game. And off I went again, that bit really? of confidence. And off I went and, and everything was... Was good whether that intertwined with my missus moving and the kids moving yeah. up. I'm not too quite yeah, sure, but yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have been too far away. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up scoring twenty, and we uh, yeah. we got, we managed to get promotion at Wembley as well. How how was Wembley? <laughs> I never thought I'd ever play there as really? a kid or I'd just yeah. Never got thought I'd get the chance because why would I play in League Two? I would it'd have to be playoffs. Some of them were at the Millennium Stadium in those that time because yeah, yeah, the yeah. new Wembley and all that. Yeah. And yeah, we we won the last seven games. Had Joe Hart in goal on loan, um, and we were just we had Wes Houlihan, who was an absolute magician with yeah. the football. Yeah. Um, and Ned fell on him from nowhere up in mm. Livingston. He just turned up. Nobody really knew who he was, and he just turned into a, like the best footballer ever mm. in the world. Um, and we had a quality quality team. And I put it down to the changing room. You know, talk about the changing yeah, rooms. Yeah. When I was at Cov, we had people travelling from London, we had people travelling from Birmingham, we had people travelling from all over. And you'd come in, you'd train, and then you'd go home. Yeah. And Blackpool was completely different. It was right out in the sticks. So we had a group come from Manchester, but everybody else had either moved there so that, or moved near. Mm. And so the changing room, everybody's missuses need to meet each other's missuses. So yeah. that's one thing that's happy. Already right there, happy. Mm. All the players go out together because they don't know anybody else. Mm. And so your team spirit just goes through the roof. Like, and it was just, you, it was a joy to go to work. It was like, I want to be the first one in because I want to yeah. see what, what pranks everybody's playing on each yeah. other. You know, you're sticking stuff out of the papers <laughs> up on the walls mm. and stuff. It was just an immense place to be for two years. It was class. And, uh, and I put that that's down to one, the manager getting the right players in. Mm. But two, the, the changing room, the players that you got were, they were top drawer. And that is, that, that's so interesting because we've mm. had guests so many. on and they're played in non-league and everything always comes back to the dressing room and yeah, yeah. the team spirit. And That's right. The, and the, the success you've had, the, the t- changing room was brilliant. The togetherness <laughs> was always down <laughs> yeah. to 
who was in that changing room, yeah. who's the manager bringing leaders, in. things like yeah, that, yeah. and and oh, it's on, it's so important, isn't yeah. it? It's, it is, it's, and it must because if, yeah. if you've got frack, it just it's really hard for them to play yeah, together. Yeah, they don't have to yeah. be mates, but you could get in and have and join in and the yeah. banter and stuff. Compare yeah. it to compare it to a normal job. Compare yeah, it to yeah, you true, going yeah. to work. Yeah, and yeah. if you're working with people that you don't necessarily want to work with or that you're not getting along yeah. with, you're going to find that your workload isn't as much. Yeah. That's right. Or you know well, the I mean? quality's not quite there. That's it. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, yeah. it's like sometimes I feel that football is seen as this, everybody must get on. Uh, That's you know, right. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're just playing football. They'll be fine. It's, it's paid, a job. It's, it, it is a job. Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're probably with them lads more than you are with your own family. Yeah. So Absolutely. It's, Especially it's, these days. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. definitely. These days, yeah, definitely. So w- we've got next, Andy, that obviously time came to an end at Blackpool and you found yourself at Berry FC. Talk yeah. us to about about that. How did that come across? Um, so again, I, I had, um, we got promoted. I'd scored 20 goals. We had played in the championship the next season. We did all right. We stayed up. Yeah. I think I scored nine, something like that in there. So I'd done all right, but I wasn't as as good as I'd hoped. Okay. Um, and obviously, I'm probably 31 now, something really? like that, or 30, something like going to 31. Okay. And so um, I speak to the Simon and he's like, yeah, yeah, we've, we've got it sorted. You know, we'll have another year or whatever. That's great. So that's fine. And then come back. I'm speaking to him over the summer and he's like, oh, the chairman doesn't want to give you what you're on. And I'm like, I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. And he's like, he wants to drop you. So I'll send it through. So he sends it through and it's 25% off my basic. And I was like, I don't think I deserve that. So I spoke to him and he's like, oh, we'll just negotiate and that's a start point. You know, we needed to get an offer out to you. Mm. And it ju- so I went back in pre-season and I'm like, I, we've not got it sorted. And so I said, listen, I'm not going to play in pre-season because... If I get injured, you can just walk away and I'm done. So I won't play. I'll train and I'll show you that I'm fit, but I can't play in games. And it just kept going on. And so I ended up going to the chairman and to Simon. I said, okay, give me 25% less on my basic, but put that amount on my appearance. If you don't think I'm going to play that much, smart, yeah. I'll, I'll take the chances and I'll back myself to play. Yeah. So if I don't play, you won't pay me. And if I do play, I get what I'm due. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, chairman, no. Oh. Not don't want to give it, no. And this is two days before the start of the season. Okay. And I'm like, well, you said you'd just get, we'd get it sorted, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'd have took a little bit less on the mm. appearance, do you know what I mean? I just wanted something them to move a little bit towards me rather than just, that's it, done. Mm. And so uh, Steve Thompson, who was the coach there, said, listen, I've had Alan Nil on from Berry. if you're interested to go and talk to him. And I was like, no, 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 before. I was like, no, no, no. And that just, it just pissed me off. So mm. I thought, bollocks to you. Looking back, head ruled the heart, whatever. Mm. I, I should have, I should have just signed and stayed because mm. I ended up signing for a fair bit less basic than I'd been offered mm. even. But I just thought, my, not my pride, but I just felt that they were just, they just didn't move at all. And I thought that was out of order. Did they give you a reason? Uh, you're older. You're older. I thought you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say. It. I'm like, I'm, look, but I'm not. I'm three months older because yeah. I scored in the last yeah. game or whatever, or I scored through two months from the end of the season. So I'm not a year old. Yeah, yeah. Did you still feel? I felt all right. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Because I hadn't had all that academy. Yeah. 
not garbage, but jargon yeah. before my, I felt fine and I was just itching to play all the time. I felt mm. good. Hadn't had any touch with serious injuries in my career, just mm. niggles and stuff. So I went to speak to Alan Neil, who's um, Chris Wilder's assistant now. Yeah. Um, but Chris Wilder was his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very. Right, yeah. Um, and I, again, I got a lot on like a house on fire with him. He was like, just come and play for me. You'll enjoy it, etc." It is down to League Two, but so it was dropping from the champ to League Two. Yeah. I could still commute from where I was living. That's, that's what's going to be my next question. And so it was like, yeah, I'd, I'd have my yeah, daughter by, and I'm like, two-year deal, mm. 30-odd, yeah. security. So I just thought, yeah, sod it, I'll do it. So I, I ended up moving off the back of it. And yeah, hindsight's great. I maybe could have stayed because looking at the strikers that came in, they got a bit few injuries. So I probably would have played a few games and I had the mm. opportunity. And if I didn't, I could have probably gone on loan. Mm. But yeah, a bit stubborn, I suppose. <laughs> Was, were you there then, Andy? When it, Was this then Berry were like sort of... No, 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 they were good. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good. So nearly had got them out, sorted out. They didn't have a massive budget. They never have. Even when they were in the champ, they never had a massive budget, but right. nearly had sorted them out. Um, he got a really good structure. He liked, I liked the way he played. Um, and we pushed. We went out in the playoffs yeah, was, the first year. I got we, it down. Your first season at Barry, you missed out on fourth place. That's right. By, by one goal. goal. Yeah. And missed out on automatic promotion, didn't you? Missed out on automatic by one goal and then went yeah. into the playoffs. We beat, we, yeah. We won at Shrewsbury, came back to ours. We missed a penalty. Um, and then, yeah, we we got beat on pens by by Shrewsbury. And yeah. so we missed out, which was hard because we were good. We were a decent team. Um, and then the next year we missed out on the playoffs by a point or two as well. Um, but then a similar thing happened there as well that I was offered a deal for another year. I thought, great. And he's like, well, maybe you could make a little move to the, towards the coaching and help with the coaching as well. Okay. And then when I went back in at the back end of the summer, they were like, yeah, I'm not sure it's there now. And I'm like, what? Oh, right. And I wanted to stay in League Two. And I don't know if he was all for it and then not. And I'm like, Blimey, heck, it's, this is what you're dealing with. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And whether the, he, he'd seen another striker that he'd wanted and my wages were obviously for him, whatever, I don't know, but, um, yeah, he, that basically happened like that, so I'm like, well, similar thing, because I'd had Dean Saunders on the phone saying, what are you doing, mm. who was at Wrexham, what are you doing, would you come back? And I'm like, I can't go back, I can't, because I'll never top what I've done. Yeah. So I just, he was ringing and ringing on holiday, <laughs> ringing. Honestly, he was mm. in. Oh my God, leave me alone, one of them. Mm. And so when Nilly was like that, I, I, I was driving back home and I rang uh, Brassy, who was his assistant by then, because Chris had gone. And uh, I said, What's going on? Where's that come from? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll have to try and find out and stuff. And mm. I was like, Well, I'm going to go and see. I'm going to see, speak to Wrexham now because. I've got to sort myself out. Yeah, you've got to look after yourself, mm. yeah. And so I went and met Dino, and again, what a guy, by mm. the way. If mm. you ever get a chance to go to one of his after-dinner speaks or speeches or whatever, yeah, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Top drawer guy, <laughs> like funny, constantly funny, but uh, a brilliant. he was a brilliant coach as well. I learned a lot from him for that side of it. Two-year deal. I'm 34, 35 now. Two-year deal. Similar money to what I was on at Berry. 
I just thought for the security, I could maybe take boxing back up because they were in the National League by then. Maybe I could, maybe I will do it. And yeah. Was that your first taste of non-league football as well? Yes. Sort of. Yeah, proper, proper non-league, non-league, yeah, if you yeah. like. Yeah, definitely. And I thought I'd be all right. Dropping down the league, I'll be all right. I'm 34, I could still cope. Wow. Really? It's decent. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's not, you go you go to some difficult places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that mentality, we were Wrexham, which is a big, you can see it now, there's a huge club yeah. for the level. And every team was desperate to put one over on you. Yeah. Mm. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah. Um, but they're still at the race course then? Yeah, yeah, they still are. Yeah, the, the, it was just, yeah, the the cop at the back behind has been condemned. Yeah, yeah. So that's been knocked down now and they're yeah. going to build a new stadium on stand on there. But um, yeah, it was difficult times because a chairman owned it who was meant to be the white knight coming in and taking over and right. taking us back up and he'd sold the story to Dino and then Dino sort we had a year and we got beat by Luton in the playoffs. We had another year we got beat in the playoffs by Luton. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, nine nine games in. He wants to sell it. He's not putting the money in. The the uh, the fans want to take it because they don't want him to sell it to some numpty who. Well, I don't know if you've seen the story of Rex yeah, and, yeah, and Hamilton when he wanted yeah. to knock the ground down and all yeah. that and no money. So they would they would never have let it go out of their hands. So they end up coming in and trying to buy it and take it on, which they did, which was great, but they couldn't afford to run it really. So they end up having the training ground bought by the university. Mm. And it was just steady, steady decline. The f- they did fantastically well, the trust, because they kept the club. Yeah, it's a tough, and they managed it. Very tough. And they were course. able to do all right with it. Mm. Um, but I think Dino sort of spied that a little bit. And he played ten- we played nine games or whatever. We're doing all right. And he got his move to Doncaster off the back of it. So... Then how did it come about you stepping into a player-manager role then? Because <laughs> that's what happened. He, that's he, right. He leads the club and you step in as a player-manager. Yeah, you? so that morning, I'm driving, just driving the train and seven o'clock in the morning, no problem. Get a phone call from my brother. Your gaffer's gone. I'm like, what? No, he hasn't. He's like, yeah, there's just a yellow tape on the bottom. He's gone and signed yeah, for Doncaster. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so literally, oh, right, okay. So I said, I'll find out when I get in. So as I'm driving in, Brian Carey, who's his assistant, roans me, who I played with first time round. Would you want, I've chucked your name in, would you want to take it? As in caretaker for a few games. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't really considered it. We were going, all right, we're fine. We're going to get promoted, no problem. Mm. <laughs> and so I said, right, leave it with my mummy way and I'll speak to you when I get there. And so I ring my missus, tell her what's going on. And she's like, well, we'll just go and see what this speaks. So I got there, uh, the chairman, Jeff Moss, was there, uh, who was trying to sell the club, but it was in between at this stage. It wasn't hadn't happened yet. And he just said, listen, I need somebody to take it for three games. Um, we're doing really well. We don't want to get somebody in and it changed. Just would you take it for three games? Just give us a bit of breathing space to think about what we're going to do because it's come as a bit of a surprise. And I'm like, well, if that's what it's going to be, then I'm more than happy to help. You know, mm. Dino had set us up. We knew our structure. I didn't really have a great deal to do. We had a really good team. I said, I'll just pick a team and we'll play and off we go sort of thing. So had three games. They came back to me and said, right, would you give us another, would you do six more games for us? That's for October. Mm. And then 
the fans will have taken over by then. They'll have been able to put their, either bring a manager in or do whatever. And I'm like, it went all right. We won the first game, got beat in the midweek and then won the third game. And then we went, and I think we won five out of the six in October as well. So I, I didn't really do a great deal. I just was, yeah, just yeah, keep doing what we're doing. That's what I was going to say. Did you have any coaching experience at all? I'd done my A licence. Right. I was on my A licence, doing okay. my A licence and stuff. So I'd always thought about it. I used to go on walks with A.D. Williams at, at when I was at Cov and we used to speak about what decisions the manager was going to make, how he would oh, make them, yeah. why he would make them. Mm. And I did the same thing. I was always thinking like, why has he made that decision? What's it? what's in it for him, why has he gone that way instead of that way, that type of thing. Mm. But I hadn't really thought that I was just going to be chucked in at the deep end sort of thing. Um, but I was pretty much the oldest player there. I was probably a sensible one. Yeah. And so I just, and it was an opportunity really that I could do the nine games. If I didn't like it, I'm out. I just go back to being a player and off we go again sort of thing. So it was a bit of a taste to put your toe in the yeah, water. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. See and it helped like out it. everybody as well. Yeah. So, by the nine games, the trust had taken over then and I'd sort of put them in a really difficult position because we'd won seven and mm. nine or whatever it was. It's like, do we get rid of Andy and bring our own man in? Yeah. Or do we just keep, because I don't know if that would, the fans would be happy with that and mm. we're meant to be for the fans sort of thing. So um, they stuck with me, yeah, and... It, it worked out all right, mm. you know, I think another month down the line and then I ended up signing a, a longer deal as player manager, really, mm. mainly as a player with a manager's salary on top. Yeah. And then two years down the line, that sort of flipped and I had a yeah. manager's salary with a little, if I played. I, mm. Look how different it is now, though, to putting trust in someone that's winning games. So look at Gary O'Neill at um, Bournemouth. Yeah. So he's done really well with them, kept them up. Everybody's absolutely buzzing, gone. Yeah. And it's just That's, it, and that and that is partly why I'm not in it now. Oh really? Really is because it's just so short lived. You have to give everything up. You're all in. Mm. You can't be half hearted. Mm. You've got to be in. You, it's on your mind constantly. Every time you're sat in a room, I've got my kids. We'll do it you're thinking about who's playing left back or yeah, what about him yeah, today in training and all that. And you can't, it's very, very difficult to switch off. Mm. And so you can't be half-hearted. And even at non-league level, the managers, the stuff that they don't get paid very little and you've got the same amount of work, probably more than a manager at league two because they can get a few more staff in and around it. Your yeah. kit man, I remember taking the kit at Wrexham when we were owned by the trust. I took the kit, I've hung it up. I was kit man at Liverpool, this is. We're playing Liverpool in a in a Raheem Sterling game to get him back fit. Mm. And I'm putting the kit out and I'm taking the kit and I'm doing the warm-up. You know, we're doing everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's just what it was. And that's what that's what they do. And the lower down you get, the more jobs you have. And it's harder mm. and you get less reward for it. Wow. It's one thing I did want to ask you, Andy, is when does it hit, hit to you? When does it come to a point where you're sort of planning, when you're coming to the latter stages of your career, playing career, what what goes through your mind process? Are you thinking ahead and thinking like, right, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to go into coaching. I want to go into managing. Or what sort of mindset is that? What what? How does that work? So I, I've, I was 35, probably 36, and I still felt great. Yeah. My When I managed... I still trained, so yeah. my assistant manager took the training. Okay. And so that was my two hours, hour and a half of 
complete just forget everything. Mm. I was still helping with the training. I was still around it, but I could just focus on me playing and training. And that was my sort of release, really, if you like. Um, but then when it flipped to managing and not playing as much, I was still training. That was difficult, playing yourself. Yeah. You know, ahead yeah. of other players, yeah, players yeah, that yeah. you got and maybe brought in. That mm. wasn't easy. Wembley was dead simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the two play, the playoff final and the, yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. the next point. Um, but um, yeah, I sort of, looking back, I wish I'd had that opportunity to be a coach and be around it and learn off somebody. I wish I'd been a coach with Dino maybe, mm-hmm. with Brian Carey as his assistant and just learn a little bit more of what happens behind the scenes, have a bit of the coaching experience, then step into maybe an assistant manager's role. Then maybe you yeah, can learn yeah. a bit and yeah. have your own idea. I just got dumped with it. I was running with not necessarily my philosophy, but it was a philosophy that was working. So I'm running with it, John you know yeah. I mean? And it becomes my philosophy because it's working. Mm. Um, and we just had really good players. So I was, yeah, I just thought, oh, well, I'm going to be a manager now. Right. That's what, that's my career path. You know, it's hard I've, to I've, plan, isn't it? I've done all right. I've yeah. done all right. And if I do all right, I'll either get taken because I'm doing all right. Mm. Or because I've done all right, I'll get a second shot at it mm. but I think only one in five first time managers get another crack at it mm. really? that's a mad stat yeah, that. Yeah, that but it fell in my lap and so yeah. all these coaches with their pro licenses and managers that had managed for 10-15 years mm. they saw me take my role at Wrexham how the hell's he got that do you mm. know what I mean and what's that I've got 10 more years experience I've been far better than than he would be mm. I and that's why I now just sit and go, well, good on you, crack on. Yeah. If you, good enough. This is what I'm saying. I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. I can't remember which one it was I was listening to. And they're saying, like, if you're in a, a normal job, uh, you sort of, you can plan your, your career and you can move to something else if you really want to. But when you're involved in football, it's sort of pressure because you're a player and then it's sort of coming to the end of your career and you're thinking to yourself, shit, like, what, what am I going to do next? That's right. Like, how's this going to work? Well, that was... Guy Adland, our last one, yeah, at Barwell, he finished as a player. Well, Jimmy left, and the chairman said, "Oh, you're going to take training, and you're going to be manager." And he's sort of like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right." Like, mm. um, we're going to just move on to Wembley. I think yeah. it's hard not to talk about thing. Wembley. So you got good and bad in here. There's yeah, bad yeah. In Hi guys, Cookie from the Non-League Treatment Room. Quick message about one of our sponsors, Tread. Tread offer top quality grip socks for all types of sport, available in a range of different colours. Tread won't let you slip. Check the link out in our bio on social media or in the description below to get yours ready for pre-season. You leave Wem- uh, Wrexham to Wembley on two occasions. FA Trophy and a conference player final. Um, how proud of a moment of, of doing something like that and achieving something like that is in... Yeah, that's... I enjoyed and like the, the Blackpool one first time at Wembley, winning, you have to win, it's shit if you lose, mm. um, was amazing. But to be the one that constructed it, put the team together and walk out at the front of it and lead it out, was was something on a on a different scale because you've pieced it all the jigsaw together to mm. a point where they're hopefully going to win something and that yeah. not every manager gets that chance to do that um so that was an amazing moment to walk out and lead it out 
and win. And then, but on the flip side, I don't think there's many days go by when I'm like, <sighs> yeah, on the final that we got beat mm. because I could have done that. I should have done that. Mm. Maybe if I did that, but it, it is what it is. And that's, it's history, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. What was the FA Trophy game like then? Because you won. That's again. That's the game you won, isn't it? Yeah. Where we we conceded in the first half, and then uh, the game plan was that I would start. We'd still be in the game, and I had a flying winger called Sizovic who was like lightning, but really a bit untrustworthy in starting a game. If you like, okay. didn't really, he could be a nine, but he could be a four, and so I thought, well, at Wembley, big pitch. I'll start, I'll play 60 minutes because I'll just get goosed and then we'll move a couple around, we'll stick him on the wing and he's going to rip it up. That was the idea. And it, and it worked to a T, come on after about 60 minutes and and just tortured them and we would, a chance after chance, a chance, keep them a save and save. Then we, we nicked a penalty, 1-1, extra time, battered and battered and the keeper's unbelievable. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to lose this as well. Mm. And then it goes to pens, you're thinking the keeper's having a worldie yeah. as well. He's, yeah. oh no. I remember Chris Maxwell was at Blackpool now, I think, or was. Um, he just come to me and said, "Don't worry, Gaff, I've got it. I know where they're, I know where they're going for the pens. I've watched them, and I, I know where Brody's going anyway. So I'll save his. Anyway, he ballooned his four yards over the bar, and we end up end up picking the lads to take pens. We we took pens the day before. I said, "Who wants one?" And uh, Chris Westwood was my centre half. Never took a penalty in his career. He just said, "Yeah, I'll have one." It's and one I went, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And he mm. went, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not coming to Wembley and not taking a pen." Mm. And that was it, and he stuck it in. It's one of the hardest things as a manager to pick it. Do you go, oh, "I'm picking the five, Yeah. Or do you go, "Right, lads, who wants one? Yeah. Do you know? So what I, I mean? sort of went, "Who fancies one?" Arms went up, and then I, I thought the night before, if I'm gonna, if we're gonna go to pens, then I want my lads that are experienced, maybe a bit older, mm. so it doesn't ruin a career. Mm. You know, if a 19-year-old goes up and misses, it could mentally f- issues. So I thought, right, I'll just go with a bit of experience. And yeah, Westy went, Danny Wright went, Sis came here. He was 20-odd, but he'd still had plenty of games. So and they were just brilliant. The penalties yeah, were brilliant. Yeah. And I just remember walking on after we the last penalty where everybody's just gone. <laughs> gone. And I've walked over to their manager. Yeah. I've walked over to their players, just said, and then just this whole release of can you imagine and just I, I was just sprinting the full length of the pitch and jumped on the lads like it was yeah. just just madness just the it's just relief yeah more yeah. than anything it's yeah. relief because you don't want to lose no yeah, lose. Yeah, and like, like, like I only found out last year as well my assistant I'm like why didn't we as a three because it was me and my assistant and my goalie coach why didn't we as a three like hug and like get in there when yeah, we won yeah. it and I only realised that he never watched his pens. So he'd gone oh, and he was in the changing room. Really? Oh, didn't yeah, see the pens. Yeah, was just sat in the changing rooms. And so that's why he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd just bombed them out and gone and seen the other manager. And it wasn't mm. that. He, was, he wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should have gone with the other one first because that was all brilliant. And now I want to talk about yeah, the one doom that and you gloom. lost. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it was only three months later. Uh, and we were, I thought we could do both. York had done it a season or two seasons before. I'd won the trophy and, won the, and got through in the playoffs. Yeah, and I thought we were good enough to do both. We had the squad. We had a couple of injuries in the last month. Kev Thornton yeah, got yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. He scored the penalty in that that final. He, did, yeah. um, he got injured, and then one of my the strikers who was was playing really well played him in a game against Braintree that was a really a non-egg, but we we needed minutes. 
and he's fell and dislocated or done his elbow or something and couldn't play and there were two key players out of our team. But I went into the game really confident. I thought we'd beat Newport and I thought we'll do the same. We'll just keep it the same. I'll start and we'll bring Sis on and that'll give him the energy and we'll get him again. Um, and I, I spoke to just in Edinburgh, their manager since I know he's passed away now, but he's, yeah. um, I, I got to go to a, a conference with him and he said, we knew exactly what you were going to do. Yeah. We just had to hang in there. We knew you were going to be brilliant during it, but we knew that we would last 10 minutes. We'd, if we stuck in there, we've got the legs and the lads to, to come and do it. And, mm. and that's the way it turned out. They scored in the 86th, I think, and the 92nd minute. And yeah, it's just gut wrenching, mm. gut wrenching. Yeah. Cause we got so close and you've seen what the, the, the promotion has done for, for Wrexham yeah. in, in, in the summer. I just, oh, I wish that was me. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, Cookie, just one more. One more. <laughs> sorry, mate. How did you play in the two <laughs> games? Um, yeah, I missed a chance in that final. It, I, I shot, keeper saved it, Brett blazed it over the bar, Brett Wormrod. He blames me for missing the first one. Right. I blame him for missing yeah. the second <laughs> one. Um, but we were okay as a team. We we did all right. We dominated, but we didn't really create any clear cut. I was I was all right. I wasn't. I was probably my seven out of ten. I wasn't, yeah. a, but I was reliable. I'd edit both ends of the pitch. I'd do mm. what I did. Yeah. Whereas I could have started. Sis, I look back and maybe I should have just chucked Dealey and Dealey had a bowler. I had yeah. him, and he was aging a bit, but he was a big game player. And yeah. I could have maybe just you know like hit Justin saying I knew what you were going to do. Mm. I wish I'd have done something a little yeah. bit different. But if I'd have changed it and lost, I'd have gone, why didn't I do the same thing? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. It's hard not to talk about Wrexham now because you're still involved, aren't you? You do mm -hmm. some commentary. Or That's you've right. You've been doing a bit of punditry as well, haven't you? Yep. Talk about Wrexham now and what it's like. Well, I, I can't. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and sort of going I, back and doing like the punditry and the commentary. What's yeah, this? the place is changing. It's... Um, it's ridiculous. The the new owners took over, um, and since then, it's just on been on this path yeah. way that has encompassed the whole community. And I don't I don't think I said it in the summer. I don't think there's a better football team to support at the moment with mm. the possibilities, the dream, the hope that I there is around that football. I club. think everyone's come a little bit of a Wrexham fan. Yeah, and oh, but yeah. a lot of them are Wrexham haters as well. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah, that's what. Yeah you know, jealousy yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, That's what is, football yeah, is. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you'd go to a game five years ago and they get three and a half thousand. They're sold out now. Yeah. You can't get a car park spot. You can't, you can't get to the, the changing rooms of the front door because there's people lining the barriers and stuff. It's, it's been an immense journey, you know, to get 111 points in a season, you mm. know, they were wounded, the season before when yeah, they went they out five four yeah, to Grimsby, yeah. but to go again, they've got the budget. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That helps. They've got the back end, and they've right. got the they've brought players in, but the players that they've brought in have been nothing short of sensational. Mm. You know, you bring Paul Mullen in, who is a big oh, sign in. I love him. And Palmer, he, yeah, right, and yeah. you think, well, he's he's had one season where he's hit good form. Can he do it national league and that? But he's just a, a sensational player. I can't speak I haven't got enough adjectives about him yeah. uh, the way he plays the game uh, and he's a big miss at the minute having yeah, him, yeah, having his ribs broke but um yeah the the reach that 
Wrexham has. You know, I got the opportunity to go out to the States with setting this seven-a-side tournament in the summer. And I just couldn't, I can't tell you how, how big they are out there. Mm. You know, there's 30,000 tickets sold for this four days of seven-a-side tournament. Wolves, West Ham, Dortmund, uh, a load of local teams, seven-a-side teams over from the States. And um, you had to put, who you were aligned with, which team you were aligned with to go through the tournament when you bought a ticket and just under half were Wrexham. Wow. wow. How did you get involved in that? Did someone from the club just say... Yeah, I'm part of the Wrexham Legends football yeah. group on the chat and somebody put on, there's a possibility of a trip, anybody be interested, so there were a load of thumbs up or whatever <laughs> and stuff. And it was going to be a Wrexham Legends team, but it, it ended up that, yeah, a million dollars for the winners. So, wow. Um, what? Yeah, for the winning team, a million dollars. And so... They sort of went, well, we don't want to be shown up. Don't, we're going out to raise awareness, yeah. you know, sell the brand and all that. So me and Truns went from uh, yesteryear, if you like. Uh, Dave Jones is one of the first team coaches. Mark Howard, who's the first team goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. went out. There were a couple of under 18s that have been released that were going to be sent out for a bit of experience, which was great by the club. Superb. There was a lad in the first year who played and then there was... We had two Americans come in as guest players because you could have guest players playing. Yeah. Um, and then we had three off off the documentary who weren't in the weren't playing for Wrexham. One's retired, one was playing at Balor and stuff, but were in the documentary. So that was the link to America, if you yeah. like. Okay. So we had a squad of 15 of us out there. We were looked after. We were, we were like, treated like kings out there. Mm. You know, you walk into the game that we were playing. We played Como first, which is Cesar Fabregas' team. And there's like this walkway that there's fans just all the way down and you're walking through, you're like a superstar. It's like, mm. I think they thought I still played, <laughs> but I was taking it. Do you know what I mean? And we were yeah, there half, half an hour after we were signing autographs from people having pictures. And I'm like, I'm no idea if you know who I am, but I'm, I'll sign it happily. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And it was just an immense tournament. Like brilliant. brilliant. But that's the thing that got me. I'm glad that you said it. The documentary got me. And then that's when, oh, obviously I wouldn't say I'm a Wrexham fan. But that's I, I always when the football's on at the weekend, I always look see to score. see how they've got on, and they've had an okay start to the season, haven't they? It's, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's tough. It's, it, it must be. Yeah. Well, I've been more. I've been impressed with the standard. Yeah. To compared to non-national league, late league two, so mm. it is a step up. The front up top of the end of the pitches are mm. a lot more clinical, a lot better. Yeah. Um, but Wrexham will be all right. Yeah. I think Foster's just retired, hasn't yeah, he, today? Yeah. Um, Gutted. So he had a brilliant seven games at the end of the season. He had his moments, but he just gave everybody in the changing room a lift Absolutely. just to get over that last line. And with Notts County just chasing them, they just mm. couldn't, they had to be relentless and, and yeah. they were. And then that Notts County save, that he, that penalty oh, save, was a moment class. in history like, yeah, that will never be forgotten. And I just think this season, it's a little bit step up. He's not had the best pre-season because of, well, the pre-season in, as a whole, hasn't been a, a, amazing because they've been out in the States for two weeks yeah. or whatever and they came back late. But he's just said, like he said in his little chat, that he's, he's had for, let five goals in already that he felt that he should get to. And at that age, he says, yeah. I don't want to let anybody down and I'm making the decision. You know, yeah. at least it's his decision and it, yeah. he's not putting it on Parky to go, I'm going to have to leave an, in yeah. an England yeah, international yeah, yeah, out yeah. here. Um, he's just gone, I'm out. Yeah. And I'll yeah. give you time to get somebody else in if you want to. So mm. fair play. I fair think play. they've done a good job from what I've seen so far in not replacing Paul Mullen, but bringing somebody in. It's a young lad, isn't it? 21, is it? Bicker, Bicker Staff. Yeah, he looks okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was around it last year. They kept him because they were playing reserved games and stuff and he's training with the first team. 
I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, he really looks impressed good. with him. Well, he runs channels, which is different to the rest. Yeah. Mullins the one that normally runs channels. Ollie Palmer's more stationary. So mm. when you play him, you've got to have a runner. And he's mm. been really willing. And they say he's a really good finisher. Mm. I'd love to get my hands on him. Yeah. You know, as a striker, I, I want to be a striker coach. That's why I want to try and help these young strikers. Mm. And there's a few things in his game that you go, oh, what about this? What try this or whatever? Mm. I'd love to get a hold of that, yeah. that type of player who's young and wants to do well. Yeah. That's it. I'd love to do that. that Very similar to yourself, how you were then when you were. That's right. Just, yeah. re- just want to take on information. And, yeah. and you might think, oh, no, I won't do that. But that's fine. But something else you might just click and might just go, oh, yeah, I'll try that. Mm. Super. Ah, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. So, last bit we're going to touch on, we have to talk about it because they're sort of local to us Tamworth. <laughs> so, yes. you leave Wrexham and you, you join Tamworth, or who are also in non league. How did that come about? How did that, yeah, how did that trans? Did you come in as a player or as a manager? No, manager, yeah. As a manager. So, I, I, um, I left Wrexham in the February or March, something like that. And Mike Jackson, who I'd played with at Blackpool, was at Shrewsbury. And he said, Would you come in and help me at Shrewsbury? Because he was caretaker. The end of the season, was just trying to stay in the league. So, I went to help that. That was in a different role as an assistant. Uh, that was okay. We didn't manage to stay up, but he had virtually got the job and then we didn't get it. And lucky. So, I just thought, Right, well, I'll just bide my time and I'll go back in if I get a chance. Uh, but nothing really happened. And then it came to September and I think they hadn't had a great start, Tamworth. They'd just dropped out of the National League to the National League North. Um, and somebody rang me who wrote the programme and said, would you be interested to chuck your name in at Tamworth? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what. And he said, well, they were full-time, but they're part-time now because they've dropped out the league. Um, the budget's okay. People are all right. Ground's good. So I said, right, I'll go down and had a meeting at um, San Giovanni's and they knew me from growing up, really. And I was still living up in Preston, but um, yeah, they, they they interviewed me and I got on really well with them. But also we, I sort of, they had 22 players in the first team and I was like, oh, what's the, where's the pathway? What's going on? Because Tam was good size and... Yeah. You should, where's your kids and that? And they were like, oh, that just, it's been parked and nobody's doing it. I'm like, well, that's just indescribable. Why? 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 That's not, where's your next player coming from? Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, in the yeah. area, why haven't we got a vibrant youth team that's selling us players and we're selling them on sort of thing? Mm. So I sort of sold it and they sold it that I said, right, well, we'll set up, they'll try and set up an academy over the years as well. And so I was full time, the team were part time. And I would come down on a Tuesday and I'd stay because my mum and dad are fairly local and I'd go back on a Thursday night and then travel to wherever the game was on a Saturday. And, and we would, we set up, you know, they had nothing and we've, they've now got an under a pre-academy, I think under sevens right the way through to 18, yeah, they 16s. Yeah. They've got the education yeah. program. Yeah, they they've have, got, yeah, a, yeah, they we had a 23s. I think they changed that to 21s or an eight, whatever it is. or mm. in it. So, it, and that is huge for me as it takes a lot of pride that we've, we managed to do that. Do you know what I mean? And the first team now, yeah, yeah, they got relegated after I left, but they've bounced back and they look like they're on the way up again. Yeah, they're back mm. in the Conference North. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Well, it's safe to say that you had a good start at, at Tamworth. So we, we might be wrong, but we've got down here that you came in making a massive difference. A 12-game winning run, is that right? That's right, yeah. It was mad. Yeah. yeah. So we, we I, I basically, when I got there, I just sat down with the players and went, well, what's going on? What's going on? And they were like, well, we just a bit like that. I'm like, right. 
let's get a bit of structure, let's get a bit of organisation. I've got some decent players here and let's see where it goes. I'll bring in a couple that I knew. I knew a lad from Shrewsbury that I was able to bring in. Um, and yeah, they, they they just took off. Like They, they were a good bunch, mm. good changing room, no problems. And we had some really good players, really good players. And uh, and we just went off and we, we we were in the bottom three to start with and we we just nudged up. I think we played Southport, one of my first games, in, who were the league above and we gave them a real good go in and we lost on pens. Um, and that gave them a bit of belief. And I treated them like men, really. I just yeah. was like, come yeah. on, you're good enough mm. and I'll treat you right. You do right for me, I'll treat you right. And then we just went off on one and yeah, we had 12 games, 11 games that we, we won on the bounce. And it was just like, I didn't need to do anything. Lads, mm. off you go. Just same go. And if somebody come out, somebody would go in, do equally as well. And it was really, really good. And we just missed out on the playoffs yeah, that first that's what year. We got, yeah. We were just too far away, really, for when we started our run. Um but yeah, and I'd I'd four really good years there. I, I really enjoyed it. The people around there were great. We moved the club from what I felt was the wrong position. I felt we were moving in the right direction as a club as well as a first team. Yeah. We were just around about the playoffs with the team most years. So I thought we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're just maybe short of a, you know, a, somebody just outdoing what you expected. Mm. I think that's the difference between getting over the line and not is, you know, a couple of your players that you expect to be all right, doing better than all right. Mm. And that normally takes you over the edge. Mm. Did, you, did you enjoy it though? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. The people were brilliant with me. Yeah. The chairman was great. I still speak to the chairman now. Um, yeah, obviously don't want to be sacked, do you? Do you know what I mean? But no, no. The, we were we were doing all right. We were mid table ish. We got a humping off Nuneaton on uh, Boxing Day, which was a really low point. Yeah, local derby, it's it's like local derby. That's no. never good. But we played them obviously the week later, uh, and we beat them at home two nil. So, and then yeah, we just we were mid table rather than pushing for the playoffs. And the chairman just thought that we had run my course, which is absolutely fine yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. one of those but then I thought I'd just come out I'd done alright I'd set up the academy I thought right we're alright I'll just get another job and you're it's, a year down the line yeah. and I've applied and I'm like what the mm. do I do now I think it's very important that that, that point that you've rung up it's, I think the best mindset to have is can I leave this a better way than I found it in a better place and it sounds like you did I felt that I yeah. felt that maybe not in league position. Well, they were because they were bottom. <laughs> yeah. But I certainly left them as a club. I felt, you know, we'd refurbished the chain. This is chairman as well. We'd done the changing rooms out. We'd done, a, you know, we'd got a new block. AstroTurf was down. Do you know what I mean? So it was a big change in it. And I felt that I was a part of that. And I would, I'd take a pat on the back, I think, for, do, for doing that. Rightly yeah. so. Brilliant. Honestly, this has been uh, really, really good. We're enjoying, we're so enjoying this, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, we're going to finish on some quick fires. We always finish on some quick fires. Okay. You know, a little bit of mixer as well, a bit about football, but also about, you know, get to know you as Random well. things, yeah. Um, I'm glad you've not asked me about Hensford. We'll leave that there then. That's all right. Oh, yeah. We, well, we haven't asked about Hensford. No, <laughs> no. Um, so, I'll start off with the uh, quick fires. So, best player you've coached or managed? Ooh, okay. Obviously, we're talking the back end, the back end of your career now. Yeah, yeah. Just that. Yeah. Uh, Best player I've coached or managed. That's interesting. That because you can go with produce the goods on the pitch for me, or 
best person to have around on, off and the pitch yeah, yeah. helps the team and all that uh, I inherited good a good group at at Wrexham um, probably I'd say Dean Keats yeah I've heard, yeah. so Dean Keats were he came when I came uh, as a little centre midfielder played for Walsall Peterborough and that just a proper leader proper leader in the changing rooms and I knew when I stepped out of the changing rooms that it, it would it would just be run well and anything in there would be um, dealt with by him yeah, yeah and if it was a bit more major he would bring it to me there was other ones Chris Westwood I spoke about and stuff like that there were older pros in the changing rooms but he was the captain he was a skipper and he would just and he was brilliant for me on the pitch he just had the refs in, in his pocket you know <laughs> talk, mm. talk play it, he didn't have the legs maybe as he had as a player but he just used to be able to organise people around him and org- and just, he played with a broken collarbone one game for 20 minutes to stay on because he had no subs left. And that. yeah, that's the type yeah, of person yeah, that you want. Yeah, and he led from the front. And so actually to manage, he was a dream. Like he was not happy when he didn't play or, or that, which you expect. But he was um, he was top draw, top draw leader. And he, he didn't manage them as well, you know. Okay, next one. Best player you've signed? Well, I've signed some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that haven't that's quite that, worked out. That should be a question. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the worst signing. No, no, we don't no. like naming it, showing things. No, so, probably the, one of the. Uh, I'd probably say one of the best signings that I made was when I was at Tamworth. I signed Danny Newton. Oh, great, oh. yeah. Um, I signed him from Leamington. I remember playing in the last game against Leamington. They'd got relegated. We won 3 2. He scored 2. And uh, I remember manager coming up to me as we walked off, hollering and, and going, "You need to look at this kid. You need to you need to sign him. He's been brilliant for me." And I met him a week later, and he he signed straight away because mm. um, I thought I, f- I felt I could help him with his game. It's been a striker, thought, and his career went. Phew, he scored. Oh, it was yeah. brilliant. The V nine, he did all that yeah, sort yeah. of thing, but he he scored twenty odd for me and was brilliant. Uh, then he went V9 he went to Stevenage was brilliant in his first Set season absolutely program, ripped yeah. it up nobody like him like runs hand, handful just, in the air just rips people off strong ratty as well up front yeah, and it'll chase, yeah, chase down chase, the keeper absolutely chase push yeah. packets for a living and that and uh, it just got a really bad injury at a really bad time for him and misdiagnosed took like nine months rather than three months and never really yeah, quite got shame, back to those those mm. heights but he's He's back at Brackley now. Doing and, uh, well as well. And he scored three and three, yep. I think, yeah. and then started well. scoring again, which is great. Mm. Best player you've played with? I'm driving over here, right? And I'm thinking, are they going to ask me this question, right? And I'm thinking... Oh. You've played with some unbelievable players, Andy. Yeah. When I was watching them, but like Julian Joachim. Like, <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and it, he would be... He'd score like 16, 17 goals in training, like in the five-a-side. And mm. I, I was struggling to score. And he was mm. just like, bosh, 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 bosh. And like rapid, mm. fa- like qu- real quality. Garrett Sheffield, same. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. brilliant, brilliant players. Stephen mm. Hughes, who, we had, who came from Arsenal, yeah. who was in his one of his years, was just a fabulous, fabulous player. I had Safri there at Cov. Safri, yeah. It was, oh my, what a beautiful footballer. He mm. never gave the ball away. i tell you who was decent. Uh, Callum Davenport yeah, yeah, yeah. who went to war yeah. at West Ham Callum he was yeah. so good and our season just went when they sold him they sold him Reedy was told he would get the money they bought Stern John and never replaced him and 
yeah, he he was a good player. I would probably Truns is up there. Oh, absolutely. Darren Ferguson's up there. Carlos Edwards is up there. Wes Houlihan is probably my the yeah, one that I would say because he come from nowhere. He didn't play the first three games like I didn't, and then he came in the team for a Carling Cup game, and it was like he had his own ball. Mm. Like he just kept the ball. It's like ridiculous, like bopping it around and just. I love playing with him because he used to bounce off me and play. Yeah. And he used to create so many goals for it. He scored 15, I think, in the season that we went up. Probably created 20. But he was just a, a genius. And he had Bender playing the Prem, didn't he? And ripping it up in the Prem. Played for Ireland yeah. 100 times. Only a little fellow though, wasn't he? Tiny. Yeah. Low centre of gravity. And you just can't get the ball off him. Yeah. He's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Favourite memory in football, Andy? Um... First goal would be up there. First pro goal would be right up there. Okay. Terrible diving and header off my shoulder away yeah. at Colchester. Didn't even get it right, but it went in the bottom corner. So that was right up so there. Nice. I thought you were going to say the one where you had the thing around your head. Or oh, the bandage around yeah. the head. Yeah. <laughs> the header, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was off that. The A-Rod eight stitches in the forehead. You wanted to see the celebration as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that I smashed edge with the centre uh, left back or right back of Cambridge. Eight stitches like that. Head, head in the blood come off go back uh, and then like Dean Saunders is like fit for Saturday won't you yeah. fit for Saturday I'm yeah, like yeah, I'm sad. got eight stitches in my head so they're like we'll wrap it tape it I'll be fine and then end up scoring against Mansfield in that game yeah. like that and I'm like things you do eh I mm. probably wouldn't have been allowed to play nowadays no. because it would have been two no, weeks yeah, minimum off like the concussion, concussion and all yeah. that yeah um, so Best moment, I, I would, yeah, winning at Wembley. I'd have to put absolutely. down there. Yeah, know, absolutely. Leading the team out and winning at Wembley, lifting that trophy when you've won, is there's no better feeling. Mm. What about best goal you've scored? Your favourite goal? Oh, it's good. It's good. I've got mine, but I'll wait for you to go first. So I, I scored a left foot volley for Kov against West Ham, which was the winner. That was a nice one. It looked a little bit like a bicycle kick. Yeah, that's it wasn't the one that quite. I was going to say. It was a like a yeah, yeah like chip to the back post. I've just happened Such to have caught goal. it with that, and it's gone. I've like hit it, landed mm. on the floor. Where's that gone? Yeah, and it's flown to the bottom corner. So it was a great finish. That, that was sweet. I, I scored a. We played Brighton in the FA Cup for Wrexham, who were obviously two, three year leagues above us, and we drew. 1-1 one, one with them, lost on pens, and I've bent one in the top corner from just outside the box. That was a nice one. Mm. Um, my favourite goal was a, a diving header that I scored for Wrexham in my first time there, and we got the ball deep in our half. Carlos Edwards hit a massive diag to Truns. Truns took a touch and just fed it into the near post, and I've taken centre-half out to dive into the space, and I've gone and I'd just dived for it, and I've just never, I didn't think I was ever going to get there. And I've just rolled and it's just flown in the bottom corner. Like, mm. So Nice. Uh, okay. All of, them, all of them, though, are like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, like, honestly, if you score it, we tap in, I don't care. We were speaking about it earlier. It's so, it, it, when you watch somebody's highlights, obviously I said I watched the videos earlier, it's all the best moments. But there's been some, you've scored some unbelievable, like I said to you at the start, I don't want to come across patronising, but somebody that's 5 foot 10, 11, you scored so many headers. So many. And it, it was great to see. Um, favorite TV series or program? Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Welcome to Wrexham. It's got no, to be. I, can't, I, can't, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, um, 
I'm a bit of a silent witness fan, that yeah. type. Um, nice. I just like my dramas and that type of thing on an evening with the with the missus and the yeah, wife. So uh, not the missus and the wife. But <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same person, but uh, yeah, that, that type of thing really that floats my boat. I like Super. a comedy as well. I'm yeah. really yeah. a sucker for stand up. Super. Biggest name in your phone book. It's going to be a good one here. I'd have to scroll through. He's thinking now. Yeah. thinking. I had a tweet like by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's God. as close as I've got to meeting him. I'll take um, that, definitely. No. Um, I bet there's somebody in there that's really random, you know, that's gone on and done yeah. done really well, but I, I haven't looked. That's a, it's a good question. I'll have to flick through and get back to you. I'll yeah. text you. That's I'll text right. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Favourite takeaway? Uh, a Chinese, I think. Yeah, I think that's three on the bounce now. Yeah, oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. 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 What about Idol when you're growing up? Gary Lineker uh, was one being Leicester boy. Um, yeah. Dean Saunders. Yeah. Actually, um, I'm a Leicester fan, so I used to go to I used to go to Leicester and watch Gary McAllister play. And so when he comes knocking, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Say sort of yeah, 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 yeah. But I felt Dean Saunders was. A really similar type of player to me. He was a pest, but yeah, he, he finished goals, scored all types of goals. Just thought about his game a lot, and I felt that that was a bit what I was like. Okay, can you remember your first ever live game? And if so, where and who was it? Like you went and watched. Yeah, I think it was Goodison Park. My mum was Everton fan, and we went and watched Everton play someone, and it Chef Wednesday potentially when I was a kid and nil-nil most boring game ever oh wow oh, yeah. no yeah. you'd never want to go back no. again <laughs> I haven't been back to Goodison Park <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> um, any superstitions when you were like a player or a manager oh I had loads and I was Did stupid you? for doing really? it yeah just daft stuff left sock on first look left shin pad on before. tape had to have the same roll of tape so I marked it up to have the same roll of tape. Um, when I scored, why would I, why did I score? It was the song on the way to the game. So I'd play the same song on the way to the game. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Same pants, same socks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. I'm like, I look back, what are you doing? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it's not just a, a routine, isn't it? Yeah, routine. routine and, yeah, and yeah. is everything in line? Because if everything's in line and I know that oh, I've got my socks on, I've got, yeah, I've got everything right then you, you can go and play. Mm. But you're like, oh, I've got my different socks on tonight or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it plays with your head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just reminded me of something actually. It's going to make you laugh, I think. I'm convinced that Andy started the celebration of the Ronaldo suit. So there's a couple of goals on that thing that I see. He does a little spinny thing. You jump and spin. Remember Thomas Brolin? <laughs> Thomas Remember him? Swedish. Centre forward. Like little blonde yeah, guy yeah, who yeah, played yeah. leads. Yeah, so he did this full spin. So I just threw that in there. I thought he was going to. The arms were going to come down at once. I wish I had. I could have. I mean, yeah. But there was two in a row and I thought, has he created this? Yeah, is this yeah. who Ronaldo's? He's robbed it up. No, sorry. sorry. Uh, Favourite holiday destination, Andy? Uh, anywhere abroad. Don't care. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not bothered. Nice. Uh, yeah. I had a nice honeymoon. I like South Africa. Oh, wow. Um, but we went to Bulgaria for two weeks, a month ago, and it was ace family yeah. I just don't care as long as it's not home 
and all those chores and all the running around with kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's somewhere else with a pool and that and a bit yeah, of sun, yeah, that's fine by me. Love it. Yeah. And we always end it. I know you mentioned before you weren't a massive night out person, but was there a best team night out you went on? Yeah, probably the best team night out I went on was probably Blackpool's Christmas do yeah. when we got promoted. We were fancy dress, we were leads. It was carte blanche on the fancy dress, so you could go as anything. Uh, there were some fantastic outfits. People had gone, you know, like they pushed the boat out because they mm-hmm. wanted to be the best. Like, and yeah. we tried to keep it all under wraps. Of, and so it was like when he came down on, you know, when the lift doors opened, he wanted it to be a yeah. surprise for everybody. Yeah. And it was Not like, take me out. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like the best part of the night was just waiting for the lads to come yeah. down and seeing what they were. And that that was a that was a class night. Uh, uh, Mike Jackson was Buzz Lightyear, and. Uh, yeah. We'd, I took the, I did the fines at Blackpool yeah, um, okay. and so I was meticulous with it I was on everybody and they yeah. were like they hated me like for doing it and I had two of the lads helping me and like we'd be waiting like you could see somebody go in the shower and we'd be like wait wait he's got yeah. to go flip flops and that go yeah. and when he went in it was like oh everybody jumped in and that because yeah. it was five in. and I was religious in getting the money because I knew it would go to the Absolutely, to the yeah. do and that and uh, so we went in the first couple of bars and bought the drinks for the lads and we started off a great night because we were all in fancy dress and stuff. And we're walking to the next bar and, and Jacko's come over to me and gone, so is that the budget? Is that the, the kitty gone? Because, you know, I need to tell the lads what's going on. I went, oh no, I've got a, got a grand in my sock, mate. <laughs> I was I was 118, the two 118, me and Klaus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, oh, I've got another grand in my sock here, mate. So uh, don't worry, we'll be going all right all night, all night. So class, Absolutely. great night. Brilliant, yeah, that's class. Well, that's that's the end, Andy. And once again, appreciate you coming really on, really appreciate it, sharing mate. your story. Oh, I hope it's all right. I hope it's all right. I hope yeah. you press record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, yeah, we wish you all the best um, you. with whatever journey you're going to take next. I know you mentioned about um, with your coaching school and you know moving. That's right. I've got my own coaching school, Market Bosworth, just around the corner. Yeah, definitely. I do one to ones, two to ones. Anybody interested? Uh, Absolutely. Just get in touch. Yeah, like. And I'll help you at whatever level. I say to them, just be the best you. We can make you. Some of them don't want to be a pro. They they just want to be better. Yeah, yeah. And their parents yeah. just want to help them with their confidence and stuff. So yeah. if we can do that, then I, I'm in. Do you accept 32-year-olds? Absolutely. We'll get a <laughs> decent got, session with you. have got a bad ankle in a minute, Andy, but my <laughs> season starts soon. Physio, strap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll strap it up. Yeah, problem, yeah. But yeah honestly... Um, Stuff. We always ask a little cheeky question as well. If you can get us any tickets at Wrexham, oh, absolutely. me and Lee will come and watch. Okay. Well, that, that they're like gold dust, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I struggle to get hey, it. Don't ask. Don't get <laughs> That's it. right, too, mate. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, thank you so much, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so, very much. Thank Andy, you very much. thank you so much, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, absolutely superb. Really appreciate it. Sports Social Podcast Network.